Good morning, America. Uh, it's Jerry Rhodes reporting from uh, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, the swing vote for the American Enterprise Party is to drain the swamp and dispose of the woke alligators. In my books, the American Enterprise Trilogy, Trilogy, sorry, Trilogy, with sources listed, monetizes our government debt, deficit, spending, performance measures. Our principal competitor, China's wolf warriors, as they're calling themselves, is the highest priority for a reorganization of our binary two-party system. It is failing us financially and culturally. Woke and issue are the words of our winner-take-all failing political system that has led us to a uniparty government. 100 senators without term limits, 435 House members without term limits, nine Supreme Court justices for life, obviously without term limits, and one president with a four-year term limit. And I think that's what's gonna happen with our current administration. Currently, we have 21 states that are principally Democratic, Democrat, not Democratic, and 27 states that are Republican. That converts to gridlock at all levels of the Republic. Our democracy and free market enterprise has fallen into the hands of the elite driven, the elite driven by money ticks, not competitive, accountable political ideologies that are our heritage. Yes, woke is the description of a country that lets lies become truth by a media and journalism that are politically driven by calling everything an issue so problems are watered down by calling everything uh, in pursuit of an issue between the uniparty, uh, causing the uniparty gridlock. In every facet of our competitive life, in, enterprising, in enterprising America, we have a tiebreaker to keep the winner and loser honest and keeping score. However, in our money-driven politics, money ticks, the scorekeepers are prejudicial, using woke lies to repeat as propaganda to mislead the majority until they're thought to be the truth. It's an issue, not a problem, because a problem demands a solution. And the definitive woke word of politics and woke liars is issue, leaving the problems table or forgotten. Neither party and their constituents seem to be focused on America's real problems needing a solution or solutions. The majority of enterprising Americans aren't racist, white supremacists, Marxists, communists, socialists, capitalists, when we all when we all are for humanism, our human rights to freedom, freedom to choose, looking for opportunity, dignity, security, civility, by earning our way. That's what makes America the greatest. We are the wage earners and investors that are willing to take a risk to advance our personal interest. By law, we can fail, 
as an entrepreneur invested in an enterprise of our own making, using the bankruptcy law, we can reorganize our debt for a longer payout payoff period and generate a profit to pay the accrued bills and generate a return on our investment, both monetary and human capital effort. Okay, and, and that's called sweat capital, by the way. Okay, I got that out of the way. What's the point? Our America is failing due to a woke application of our principles and culture. When our country is subjected to protests that evolve into violence and vulgarity, hoping to change America to something the majority of us who pay all the bills and most of the taxes don't have a say, uh, which is a vote due to the two-party system that exacerbates the decline of American standards and deterioration of our future. Due to the current financial condition that borders bankruptcy, debt, deficit spending, socialist plans aren't feasible with the current taxation and borrowing spree by both parties. And in other words, and I should just put it in simple, simplistic terms, is uh, we have to pay our bills. And those bills are laid out over the next few years, not just today. So when we have pensions for our uh, two-party system and all the federal and state and county and city uh, workers, we've got an obligation to pay those pensions over the next 10, 15 years. That has to be recognized at the point in time where you, when you make the pass the legislation that obligates America to this debt. That's just one simple example. And the other examples is uh, any obligation that we're incurring now has to be put on the books and amortized over the period that we expect to pay it. This is called generally accepted accounting principles. Any competent accountant or CPA or uh, Senator or House of Representatives should uh, understand and demand that we have our reporting on that basis. When restating the books at every level of government, governance, federal, state, county, city, using generally accepted counting principles, GAP, there are no surpluses or profits or leverage to continue to borrow using a dollar that has no backing. With, without the gold standard, our dollar is a floating instrument. Its value now is being threatened by more inflation and less purchasing power. This has generated a swamp of derivative debt and alligators that are taking home profits that don't exist. The, this derivative bubble uh, is driving the stock market upward in a time of falling, falling earnings and declining purchasing power of the dollar. So that bubble is getting, um, the derivative bubble is getting inflated at the same time that the dollar does, so there isn't uh, that value. So to use the stock market uh, as a report card on the success of a uh, political administration is no better than the bubble that is that has become. The imbalance of trade, another component of the bubble, continues to transfer wealth primarily to China, Russia, Japan, Iran, Saudi Arabia, 
India. Uh, we have an imbalance of trade with all these countries, Canada, Mexico, and now Af Afghanistan. As the dominoes are falling to burst the $600 trillion bubble due to the proposed budgets by the current administration, the size of the government due to deficit spending that continues with failing two-party uh, mismanagement will burst. So when will this happen? Well, uh, at this point, uh, we have unrecorded obligations of $158 trillion. And then we have the current administration that wants to encumber us for their so-called Green New Deal, which has been integrated into an infrastructure bill over the next 10 years to $100, billion, $100 trillion to do what they say they want done. Well, well uh, even using today's dollars result in uh, obligations that we will not be able to afford. I mean, affordability is, has been disdained now all the way through the, the, the administration since Roosevelt. And uh, so the accumulation of this is the biggest part of the derivative bubble. The stock market, when it crashes, and it will go down from this current 35,000 slowly but surely as our competition uh, continues to increase the, the trade imbalance. And as we borrow more money that is printed up by the Treasury and uh, endorsed by the Federal Reserve Bank. So when these institutions finally stop inflating the bubble, uh, we then have to, to uh, downsize the bubble. We have to let the air out slowly. With a Greenspan, that would have happened. With our current management of the Federal Reserve, if they increase the interest rates by 2 or 3%, or maybe 5% to offset what they say is inflation, when in effect it just increases the cost of doing business and it doesn't stop inflation, it just increases uh, the cost of doing business. So as that happens, America will experience another uh, 1929, which was called a depression. And we had a depression, just the, the uh, a preview of that in 2005 through 2007, when the Fed increased the discount rate to its base 500%, and it caused the ripple effect of the prime rate going to 10%, 12, 12 to 20% around the world, and caused the depression of 2007. It wasn't subprime mortgages in the Wall Street that caused that. It was the Republican administration, along with the new Fed chairman, Bernanke, and Paulson, who came out of the stock, the uh, the stock exchange business and, and cowboy uh, Bush that uh, burst the bubble. And the bubble at that point in time was the value of homes and the value of 401k plans, which lost half of their value. So $30 trillion later, after a screw up by the Fed, our country was going deeper and deeper into debt. And the derivative bubble that burst at that point now has been pumped back up by additional uh, ignorance of our two-party system to uncook the books 
recorder obligations and not expect the taxpayers to pay for ridiculous laws. Uh, in, two, in 2010, there were 40,000 laws proposed, or uh, 30,000, no, sorry, 10,000 bills proposed across the country at different levels. It, 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 as a percentage, they usually pass 25% of those. But at the rate of, of, that, of that, each law that is implemented, it costs $5 million to, to $5 billion to implement. And most of those laws are just taking away Americans' freedoms. You know, if you want to talk about Marxist movement, it's it's increasing the the rules and the regulations and the and the size of the of the bureaucracy, which is now 22 million essential workers, is what they were called during the pandemic. So they got their paychecks. If they didn't show up, they got they got it by being on Zoom, I guess. But the big box and the big media and the big, everybody big got their, they were essential. So they got their paychecks on time. It was the little guys, the little new, the small businesses and, and the workers that were told to stay home and, and everything that required a bribe by the administration to say that we had to save everyone. And when you start saying you have to save everyone for the greater good, you're not, you're not going to save anyone. They have to save themselves. They have to take the risk as they do with driving. They have to take the risk as they do if they want to have a business or if they want to have a family. All of that has been built in this great country by this culture of risk-taking. And unless we sustain that, this country will be China or Russia or the other isms uh, capitalism, socialism, actually capital and the workers work together every day to to produce a return on investment and profits and profit sharing and pensions and, and the whole um, um, reason for having a democracy and freedom of speech and freedom to choose and freedom and security and, and to protect yourself. Uh, so, you know, the principles of the American dream are being lost to the bursting of the derivative bubble. So keep following because I've got a third party that can become involved as a swing vote and start solving problems, holding every institution accountable. Being the swing vote, being uh, in a competitive environment, uh, be, uh, be the uh, uh, intervening party that demands accountability. Uh, it's 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 the swing vote is the is the, uh, what they have in the Supreme Court is that we got somebody that can can split the uh, gridlock. So this is Jerry Rhodes signing off for the night. Take care. Politics versus money ticks. With politics dominating our media, freedoms, relationships and congregating for holidays, shouldn't we have a say in the decisions-making process? Of course, this is the foundation of representative government by the people, for the people, of the people but in reality we have money ticks and the golden rule. Those with the gold rule. Our two-party system is failing us in this regard. So, 
Do we just acquiesce or desist? My America's vision says we need a representative party that persists on behalf of the 200 million enterprising Americans that effectively pay most all the bills and 46 different taxes. My idea is a party that believes in and is patriotic to the five principles of governance that can prevail as the swing vote in our governing bodies, presidency and Supreme Court. Those five principles of the American Enterprise Party are, 1. Balance the budgeting process using GAAP, generally accepted accounting principles, by downsizing government and upsizing enterprise. Drain the swamp. 2. Privatize healthcare, environment and welfare funding using pay-for-performance outcomes justifying provider incomes and use conservation over deprivation for changing the environment. Shift the paradigm to self-health insurance funding trusts. 3. One vote with three alternatives pull the extremes to the one-voice consensus in resolving national and local problems. Leaving issues to money-driven politics. 4. A reinforcement of the rule of law rewards incentives to attain the peaceful coexistence and resolution of national and local problems. Security must be a priority. 5. The collective majority, with a patriotic voice, quiets the radical left and right minorities who are financed by anti-patriotism philosophy and counterculture policies. Uh, This is a recording for uh, my podcast episode entitled Biden Wins, Who Gains and Who Loses. United United we stand, divided we fall. To build back bigger is better. What's better? The enterprise, American enterprise for all. Regardless of the vote count, Joe Biden is our president. Who gains, who loses? It will take four years to answer the who, who wins question, and four minutes to answer who loses. Obviously, the voters for Biden want a change in leadership. That's who gains. Biden's 80 million votes voters, of course, for a while. The losers are those 75 million voters looking at an agenda of reversal. Obliterate the Trump doctrine of business is business for the sake of promising the many they will share with the few in getting the spoils of winning. That took four minutes to say and will take four years of build, build back bigger is better for the many to, many to judge the outcome for the few. From this, you can judge me as a dissident of both the red and blue, the right and the left, the conservative and the liberal, the libertarians and the progressive. Since we all serve the same master in the long run, it's American enterprise and the pursuit of the American dream, which is defined as the ideals of freedom equality, and opportunity traditionally held to be available to every American with a life of personal happiness and material comfort, traditionally sought by individuals in the United States. Why, then, the great divide between the political factions? It's the wailing wall of debt, deficits, inequality, injustice, high taxes, low congressional ratings, and looming loss of our lead in the world of currency and commerce. It's the tech giants, big box retailers, consuming small businesses. So build back bigger is not better. 
if you don't believe a depression and a crash is likely, well, look at the debt clock, www.usdebtclock.org in New York City, maintained by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. I'm going to quote the figures. U.S. 2020 federal spending, $6.6 trillion. The deficit spending for 2020, $4.4 trillion. Recorded debt, $28 trillion. That's 84000 per citizen. Medicare spending, $1.3 trillion. Medicaid spending, $1.1 trillion. Defense budget, $720 billion. Interest on debt, $392 billion. Accumulated interest on the total debt, $32 trillion. Federal pension, pensions, $300 billion spent. Agriculture subsidies, $205 billion. Total state and federal and local spending total, $10.1 trillion. Percent of GDP is 40%, 47%. U.S. GDP, $21.2 trillion. Total workers' compensation, $11.5 trillion. U.S. federal tax revenue, $3.4 trillion. That's $10,440 per citizen and $27,000 per taxpayer. Tax revenue to GDP, 15%. U.S. spending to GDP, 31%. Total U.S. debt, 101% of, of annual GDP. Tariff tax, $70 billion, collected mostly from China. U.S. trade deficit, $867 billion. China's, China's share of that is $300 billion. U.S. imported oil, $100 billion. The top 1% wealth, $60.8 trillion. The bottom 50% wealth, citizens, $1.8 trillion. Small business assets, $128 trillion. Corporate assets, $15.4 trillion. Household assets, $127 trillion. Social Security liability, $20.9 trillion. Medicare liability, $32.4 trillion. U.S. Un- unfunded and unrecorded liabilities, $158.7 trillion. 479000 per citizen as of now. Yes, America is sitting on a $500 trillion derivative bubble called the American GDP trade deficit and stock market as the report card. When the cash flow is the federal printing press, Federal Reserve printing press, and the Democrats want to increase the bubble by $100 trillion over the next 10 years with higher taxes, free college education, free health care for all, Forgiveness of college debt, emissions reduced to zero, $15 minimum wage, guaranteed minimum annual salary, total infrastructure overhaul, two to three new states, open borders, amnesty for illegal immigrants means more voters, 
lower the voting age to 16, more voters, do away with the, with the Electoral College, um, redistricting, redistricting for minorities in the cities, extend the term limit of setting president to a decade, reduce military, military spending, extend retirement age to 75 for Social Security and Medicare benefits, and expand foreign aid to progressive third world countries. We will find out that build back bigger is never better. What's better? A third party with an agenda to downsize government at all levels and upsize American enterprise for all. Not only drain the swamp, but kill the alligators.